You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Sex toy sales are skyrocketing because people want orgasms now more than ever. And Adam and Eve is here to help you with an incredible deal to make all your sexual dreams come true. They are offering my listeners the deal of a lifetime. All you have to do is head over to adamandeve.com, pick out one item. It could be anything you desire. Not only do they have sex toys, but they also have movies, lingerie, games, and so much more. And they will give you 10 free gifts. Yes, they are literally giving away 10 sexy surprises to boost your sexual pleasure. All you have to do is type in your code HOLLY and you'll automatically get these 10 free gifts plus free shipping. That's holly at adamandeve.com. Hi, I'm Holly Randall and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Today, my guest is the legendary male performer, Sean Michaels. Sean is somebody who is a veteran of the adult industry so far back that he even worked with my mother extensively back when she was shooting. Sean is here to give advice to new guys looking to get into the industry. We're going to talk about racial inequalities in porn, how he has managed longevity in his career, and so much more. So let's welcome this incredible incredibly special guest. We are very honored to have the one and only Sean Michaels. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. I have a very special guest today. I have the one and only the legendary performer, Sean Michaels. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I definitely appreciate um, this, this opportunity to talk to you and uh, to the world. Yeah. Um, so we've been trying to uh, get this uh, <laughs> interview going for a while. We tried before I had the baby and then I know you had a computer issue and then like we almost didn't make it this time, but we persevered. And Sean, uh, and Sean is here and I'm so excited because, um, I actually have, I have a bunch of questions for you. My Patreon members have a bunch of questions for you. So there's been a lot of people looking forward to this episode. So I guess let's start at the beginning. Tell us about how you got into the adult industry. Mm. Uh, well, um, I believe it was the year nine, how, um, I'll stop the year first was 1989, 90 and how is, is that I wanted to 
like probably most individuals who enjoy adult entertainment, um, experience it for myself. Um, so I wanted to give it a try. And that was my reasoning for, for enter, entering the business was just to try it out to see if I could even do it. Um, and um, uh, again, that was the year 1989, 1990. And I believe my first seeing a movie was was for a gentleman and a friend actually um he used to go by uncle buck back in the day as a director uh and um one of my first scenes was with rachel ryan um and what an honor to be perfectly honest you know guys do your homework on rachel ryan you'll see how deep she is in general and how much in it was important for her to work with a brother like myself coming in who's new, um, especially combating racism, which I also wanted to see if I could do something about as well. So uh, I, I was still working part-time as a nurse and doing porn jobs here and there. It's uh, sets for your mom, uh, photo sets for your mom's photo sets for certain people. That's kind of how it started initially. And then, uh, as I said, uh, uh, Uncle Buck, um, as a director, Jim Talmadge was his stage name, um, uh, gave me a lot of opportunities and kind of said, hey, you know, you're going to be all right. And that's because, you know, you, you seem to enjoy it for the right reasons. And then I figured out those reasons 10, 15 years later. Yeah. So, so yeah, my, you are definitely a favorite of my mother's. So I've known you, um, a long time and, um, what were, tell our audience a little bit about what it was like to maybe shoot magazine layouts back then, because things are so different now and nobody even really shoots for magazines anymore. I mean, you never had have a day of just stills now. So what, how was the industry different back then? It was, uh, it was, and, and this was delightfully so. It was more compartmental back then because, you, again, you, you would go and have just a day of shooting stills, which would be completely different from going on a set and shooting video and flying to Europe and shooting film, believe it or not, um, 35 millimeter as well. But it was the experience uh, was great because it taught me a lot um, about the aesthetics of what I was doing how I needed to control my body in a different atmosphere because a still set is a completely different atmosphere than a video set. Um, just usually there's a lot less people on a still set, which right there, you're a lot more comfortable. Um, and uh, you can be more intimate with your partner because for me, that's how it works. I, I can't just do a scene. Um, I have to, have some, some sort of connection with my partner. Um, and in the beginning, yes, I've done scenes without really getting to know my partner in the beginning because I didn't really know how to navigate my own self overall. But once you figure that out, I knew that I needed, I always needed to make some kind of connection with my partner and through what conversation, idle conversation that would happen through a book that we would give each other that would happen. Um, but, but being on a set um, of stills would, was in, very interesting to me because I'm also an artist. I, I draw, I paint, I sculpt. Not too, you know, great with the camera. I'm okay. Um, but um, I saw 
your mom's vision and 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 what she was trying to portray you know uh, and that was such a delight to get a message from her hey what are you doing i got a set for you you know I was like well that's gonna be a good day and you know as a performer you look for your you want your good days because yeah like any other gig you have bad days but usually you know your mom made the difference for me because she showed me that uh the the adult industry could have a a class professionalism sense of humor uh, and, and still be as sexy as hell. And those are kind of the things that I learned from her being able to drop my pants in front of strangers, <laughs> you know, because to be honest, I'm a little bit on the shy side. But when you're a performer, when you're an artist, that shyness goes away um, mm. and your artistic side comes comes forward. So it, working on still sets uh, as particularly for you with, with your mom uh, was always pleasant, a pleasant educating experience. Some of her most iconic sets um, were with you. And specifically, I remember, um, w- I think it was you and Sylvia Saint, right? On like the white bed with all the white sheets. And I still see that peppered and stolen and repurposed on the internet. Um, but that's definitely like one of her most popular sets. Do you remember anything about that day or what it was like working with Sylvia Saint? Not only do I remember pretty much everything about that day, it is indelibly, you know, ingrained in my, in my memory banks uh, and, and in my heart, because when it was a perfect storm of a set for me, because I, I had, you know, a director, your mom, an artist, your mom, a person who cared, come in, who, who, come in, who cares about your mom, who cares about the, the talent, really cares about her talent, really cares about talent, really cares about what she's doing. And so it was like, it was like an overload for me to, to work for her in a pleasant way. And that day was special because it was Sylvia and Sylvia is, is, and probably still is, I haven't talked to her in years, but a very, um, uh, how do I say it, it, it sensual person, but at the same time, it was more than that. It was more than sensuality that, that connected the connection we had anyway. And, um, so, so that day was kind of magical to, to, to be honest. Um, and I, I have uh, people still comment on that day, uh, with social media, particularly about that scene. Uh, and, and, uh, and then, of course, I, I look for stuff out there, so I got pictures and stuff that I go looking for because I'm a fan of that that particular set. Um, and that's when you know it's good when you're you're a fan. And it's not just it was it's the whole look. You know, you look mm-hmm. at it. Wow, that's that's a great looking, you know, piece piece of work. So yeah, proud to be a, a part of that. Another one that sticks out in my mind is uh, your scene with Ashley Loren, which I think was her first boy girl ever in the, the airport security. Yeah. Yeah. Scene. Do you remember that? Do you remember anything about that day? I, I do. I do. And uh, again, you know, um, it's interesting because uh, especially now that we have a chance to, to, to dwell within ourselves and kind of look back on things because we just have a lot of time 
to ourselves, as to say, in our own spaces, you know, those kind of scenes really stick out because you, it, it really, for me, showed me that to have a scene of that caliber consistently, you need to make a connection of some kind. It's not going to be like this every time, but that's okay to do this because everybody is different. Mm. So that kind of, you know, but that day was, was special too, because, um, you know, when you're, when you're working outside too, and you're, 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 you know, in, engaging with the public, uh, it really feels like kind of like a Hollywood feel because, you know, you're, you're out there, you're, you're you know, they, they, and they know you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're, Hey, Hey, Sean, you know, from everything, how do I get in the business or, you know, what was your last scene like? And, but again, being, being out and, 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 and being with the person you trust is trying to put the best of you forward. Uh, and you have a partner who, who, who gets you too. That's a, that's a, that's a special thing. So you, you mentioned about um, having a connection with your scene partner. How do you cultivate that connection is it something, and, and what do you do if you show up and, and maybe you guys aren't feeling it too much? Like, how do you correct that? Um, I start with just uh, human communication. Hey, how are you? How are you doing? Yeah. How do you like this? What do you like that? Uh, and, and not try to invade your space, uh, especially on set because everybody needs their space and set, I feel. Um, and once I get, because that, that'll give me a feel and a barometer about my partner for, for that day, because it has been days where I've gone to set and it wasn't so nice because mm-hmm. <laughs> my partner was, for whatever reasons, not feeling that scene that day, didn't want to be there, shouldn't have been there. <laughs> probably wouldn't have been there if they didn't need the money. So, but you, as a professional, you still need to make that look like, because guess what? You got several other people on that set that they, that are counting on you to do your job. Mm -hmm. Um, Never mind. You know, you can't get any kind of feel for this person and you have to actually be physical with them within an hour or so. So it can be, it can be tough. Have you ever, done a scene where you wanted to just walk off set because you were like, this is not what I signed up for. I don't feel treated well, or maybe the girls really like, this is not right for her. And, and you didn't feel right participating in the scene. The movie is called black Mariah. (laughs) Uh, I walked off the set. uh, Once I took a peep at the script, which was, uh, at the time I was working with a director who was like most directors at that time. And probably at this time was shooting a lot of adult content that was either black themed or racially themed, Mm. but they had no clue about those particular topics and those particular subjects. So in other words, they were just doing their job, getting paid. Here's your script you know, do your job. Um, still probably my second year, third year in the business. So I'm on the rise and, you know, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I get to the set 
And mind you, before I can set, you know, director calls you up, oh, the script is great. You're going to like it. It's funny. Good. Because guess what? Sex and humor, so medicinal. Great, right? Mm-hmm. I get there. I take a peek at this script. Remember, it's out there. It's called Black Mariah, y'all. Check it out. Your boy <laughs> said, ain't having it. And Miss Dominique Simone, who's a friend of mine, said, Sean, what should I do? I said, honey, you got to make your own decisions. But you just take a look at that script. and you got to make your own decision. I can't tell you what to do. You're a grown woman, but I'm leaving. I'm out. You see what I'm doing. So, um, she stayed, she was actually on the cover and, and, and the cover was something that your mother would puke at Mm. because it was this actor who, who, well, he said he was my friend, but he appeared, he was a, this, this white cat from, from New York, actually, kind of my neck of the woods, um, and said, and said, you know, he was always wanting to be a porn actor. This was great for him. He was a great opportunity, but he ends up in blackface on the cover of this, of this movie. Okay. And it's out there. Google it. It'll pop right up. I guarantee you. Anyway, so that's the movie that started just like, yo, you can't be, they going to try this on you. So get ready, especially you, because you knew, but you know, you, you know, you did you, you, you do right now, you know, you, you want to set the standard for the next 10 years if you do this right. Yeah. And thank God I, I did because people like Mr. Lexington Steele and, you know, a bevy of other people who I, and my respect have told me so. And, mm-hmm. and it really touches me when my coworkers talk to me and tell me things like that, because I, I'm a very private person. I stay to myself. I don't go out a lot. And just, that's just how I am. I've always been that way since I was a kid. Uh, but I still enjoy the company of others when that happens, but I don't need to hear, Hey, you're great. Then this all stuff, you know, you, you prove how you are through your, your actions and your works. So, so when you hear things like, Hey, I, I got in because of you and you can you help, you know, and, and people, you know, your fans who support you say, Hey man, you, you made a difference in, in our lives, married couples, single individuals, gay, bi, from here to Iran. And back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so were you kind of like already feeling a responsibility in like how you portrayed yourself in your image and thinking about how other people would look at you and, and what they would take from that? Growing up in America, I, I, I could not be blind to how I carry myself, especially if I was going to be on a public platform such as the adult entertainment industry. Right. Plus, my mother taught me better than that anyway, whether I was right. in the adult not i'd still be carrying myself just like you see yeah in whatever movie you throw in more or less i mean you play characters and stuff but pretty much 90 percent of the time you're going to see what you're seeing now um which is a genuine individual cares about what they're doing cares about who they're doing (laughs) and cares about the the end product um because without our fans Let's face it, you know, we're not here. So when you got that love, and it's not even about the Twitter numbers for me because I got hacked. I'm back to 17 followers now. Guess what? 
homeboy did me a favor or homegirl, whoever they is out there who, who hacked me. Because my fans, once they find out I've been hacked, they're going to come back in droves. And the fact that all of, I've also done a little crossing over here and there in the last two, three years with the transgender community. And they going to find me again. So it's, it's you know, when you when you are on a mission, it's hard for people to stop you, you know, because I'm on a mission. I've been on a mission since 1989. <laughs> and I'm still on a mission. So amen. Yeah, you've touched on so many subjects that I really want to dive into more deeply. But first, we are going to take a quick commercial break. And then we are going to come right back. So hang tight, guys. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Vuli. You know, we talk a lot about technology platforms that actually benefit the performers, and Vuli is a new way to pay for your porn and feel really good about it. It's a streaming platform where you can buy individual scenes from big studios, such as Evil Angel, Porn Pros, Adult Empire, and yours truly. Yes, Holly Randall scenes can be bought a la carte at Vuli.com. The best part is the CEO, Paige Jennings, refer back to my past podcast interview with her for more info, is determined to create a platform that gives performers residuals, even if the studios they shoot for don't. So with every purchase, you are supporting the performers in that scene. Amazing, right? I truly believe in this platform and I really want you to try it. So for my listeners, Paige is giving you 30% off with code Holly. So go to Vuli.com, that's V-U-L-I, and use code Holly for 30% off your purchase. Pay for your porn, support your favorite performers, and access high-quality scenes from your favorite studios at Vuli.com. Hello, everybody. We are back. So, Sean, um, you touched on two... Uh, important things that I really want to discuss with you. Um, racism in the adult industry and then um, your work in the transgender community. So let's start with uh, racism. Is there racism in the adult industry and what can we do to correct that? And have there been any big strides that have been taken since the Black Lives Matter movement? I know that there's been a lot of discussion in the adult industry about um, you know all of these these issues that we've come across. I know that you spoke on a panel that I um, was watching very articulately and uh, yeah, I just would love your insight on all of it. Thank you. Um, the answer to the first question regarding racism in the adult industry is yes. And my reasoning behind the answer yes is simply because racism in America and unfortunately probably in the world is institutionalized and ingrained in our societies, period. From 17, I I, I mean, I'm not trying to give a a history lesson here, but we know the deal. The answer, in my opinion, um, is giving people the opportunity to prove themselves. as much as the opportunities are given to the white individuals, period. Um, just like in the NBA and professional sports, they love black folks, don't they? Guess what? How many directors that are hired by these companies, given the opportunity to produce, to create real black visions, what somebody's sitting at home typing on their computer, what they think black 
black this or that culture is, we are black. <laughs> right? So, so we know what it's like to be black. Give us the opportunity to show the world through our art what it's like to, instead of stagnating us, not giving us the opportunities, browbeating. I mean, just all this negativity, not just in porn, it's in all facets of society, unfortunately. So, <laughs> the idea that, that they're having white directors and white writers write movies with a black vision is what you're saying, right? Whereas Correct. people if, like you should be directing those. But if, if, if you're going to do that, give the same opportunity to somebody else that's, that's, that's of color. They don't mm-hmm. have to be really black. Mm-hmm. But give them the opportunity to be creative, to write also. If, if, if a white man is going to write for a black man, let a black man write for a white man. Or Asian, Hispanic, a bloody body blah. So that's where I'm coming from. And I'm talking about let's heal the situation. We know what we need to, we know what's out there. What we need to do is understand, listen, really listen to, to everybody, listen to each other, and, and, and just trying to find a common ground. If a person can do a job, if they're qualified to do a job, give them the opportunity to do a job period mm-hmm. um and, and just stop the hate because that's really on the only thing that's going to i mean people connect through the adult industry sexually that's how they release that's great they love us for that and that's great i, I love you back thank you thank you for allowing us into your homes and your private lives but 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 you know love us <laughs> away from that too you know Otherwise, you know, we're going to have to, we're not only battling the coronavirus, we could be battling another virus. And it's just, it can be, it can, it can be, and I just hate to say it, but it's just the old heads dying off and the youngins coming up, taking control. Because I'm going to tell you, the teenagers ain't having this shit. Because mm-hmm. I'm learning from my, my, my teenagers. <laughs> they ain't having it. It's going to change the world. So that's what's going to change the world is our future, is our kids. Okay. But we can give them a a foot up by doing as much as we can while we're here to go, okay, let's get it ready for them because here they come. Next five to 10 years. You've been in the adult industry for for a long time now. How many years? Oh, you already said, you said 19. Going on 31 now. It's going on 31. So, so how have you seen things change in the adult industry when it comes to racism? Have things changed? Are they better? Are they worse? Are they the same? They, 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 they are better somewhat. Um, but there's still a huge gap. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and I, and I say that again, and just the opportunities that are given all people want are opportunities. They know Black folks know they need to be educated with as writers, as producers, as directors, as whatever. They know that, that they need to be educated and qualified. They are that. Asians, Hispanics. It, it, I'm just saying the, the changes I've seen is, yeah, yeah, okay, there's more opportunities given to them. But we need more because last summer was not fucking cool at all. Yeah. So we don't want to repeat that. Cause it ain't going to be pretty. 
Yeah. Uh, so, so, so I've seen <laughs> on commercials, interracial couples on national TV. I've seen, I've seen it. I've seen something moving. I haven't seen that before. It, yeah. it may, in our industry, we're still lagging. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, as much diversity as we as an industry put out there or, or, or claim to get be about, yeah, I don't see it within the inner workings. You know, mm. hey, and uh, I'm glad I was there because I believe in the beginning, 30 years ago, to represent black men, knew that I had to do it right, was concerned with it, and said, you know what, God, because I believe in God. I don't go to church every Sunday, not all religious, but I do believe in higher power than what's out, what was around us. And I'm still here for a reason. So, um, I believe people have gotten my message because they even told me, hey, you help change da 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 When people help tell you you help change shit, especially when it comes to racism, and I, I got, I got, and thank you, God, and thank you, world, for loving me because I got plenty of white folks who love Shawn Michaels. Great. That's, that's a beautiful thing. But I also have plenty of Asians. I also have plenty of Hispanics. I also have plenty of bi, gay, Filipino. You name it, usually I mean, I've gotten, I'm just saying, that this is a love and things that I've seen coming at me. So I know that I help change this motherfucker around, mm-hmm. whether they want to admit it or not. So they, they, always, they always want to wait till you're dead. So they go, oh, yeah, that was the person who did this and that was, no, acknowledge the person while they're here and, and, and appreciate what, 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 the, what they've done now, you know? that's the way to do it because I know the best way, in my opinion, to communicate with people on every nationality. I've done Mm -hmm. it. Been successful doing it through such an intimate act as sex. So don't tell me I can't do it through verbal communication, online communication, because I'm about teaching motherfuckers, especially men. Yeah. (laughs) Because Men need to know certain things, you know, and they, cause they always ask it and I don't mind sharing with them, but guess what? Knowledge is, is power. And, mm-hmm. and I don't mind sharing, but guess what y'all, we ain't shooting as much as we used to. So go ahead and support a brother when it comes to certain things that I'll be doing in the future, because I have a lot of information that can probably be of good service to y'all. Yeah. Uh, speaking of um, like diversity, uh, you were very much a trailblazer in the fact that, um, you know, you worked with trans women, you know, back before it was, I, I don't want to say accepted because I don't feel like it's accepted yet, but I feel not, like the adult industry is embracing it more, at least attempting well, to. Yeah. Sorry. Good. I am just all over it. <laughs> so, so yeah. So did you get backlash on that and, and, and how was that for you? I got bash black backlash, but understand Holly. Everything I do in the adult industry, specifically business wise, is strategically regimented and applied. In other words, when I saw my first T girl back in 1995 in Paris, I wanted to do it then. Blew my mind, but I said no. You're still new in the business. This will come later. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind. So 
2018, I said, time to push this button. Time to push the eject button. <laughs> I love spy movies. Sean Bond. <laughs> Thunderballs. But the point is, okay, you're on another mission. It's great. Now, you know, it, it, enjoy you know, this, this ride of, 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 wow. Um, I, I, I don't know, Holly, is this how people have received me and, and love me just honestly me being me. So, so wow. <laughs> so basically like you're, are, are you saying then that you didn't do it with this kind of like agenda in mind? Like, okay, I'm going to do this because I'm trying to make a statement and blah, blah, blah. You did it because you wanted to do it and you're going to do what you want to do. Well, all of the above, because the love I'm getting from the transgender community are they're, they're real people, right? Mm, so right. that's real love. So, um, and the people who love them. So, and the other reason I did it was because I wanted to, and because I wanted to show that it's okay if you, as a male talent or any talent, want to do what you want to do, just as long as you do it from the heart, because you're going to get judged no matter what you do. In, in life, most of the time, especially scrutinized in the adult industry. So, yes. Oh, OG, why did you do that? Da, 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 da. You were the OG. No, motherfucker, I'm still the OG. When you can find a motherfucker that's done as scenes as me, including everybody. Maybe TT Boy. TT Boy's got me beat. I love you, TT. No, you got me beat. I'll give you that. I love you. <laughs> you got me beat. Other than TT Boy, you name somebody else is still working. And I'm just going to say it. They gave me best performer last year in the trans transgender community. That's love. I, I didn't, I, I did maybe five scenes when I first came out, but they saw the sincerity. They saw the, the commitment. They saw, yeah, this brother is doing it for the right reason. And the hypocrisy that I was speaking of earlier is that guess what? Women in our industry can go do gay movies. I mean, straight up, just guys, fucking guys, and a chick goes in because we have that. Mm-hmm. They can go do trend. They can go do whatever they want to do and then come back to so-called mainstream porn and work with whoever they want. Male, female. People might say something, but they never get scrutinized like dudes. Mm. Right? So, but guess what's happening now? 2020. One. Mr. Michaels, how's that going over there? What's that? The transgender, it's seemingly fine. How, how, how can I possibly be down? Uh, you got to be coming from the heart. You mm-hmm. can't be doing shit just for the money. You can try. But even if you come, if you try, you got to be trying because you want to. It's sexy to you. It's a turn on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot more money. But if you do it right, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be just like doing any other scene because that's what it's like to me. When you got so the what, right, chem- right person, would you say that maybe like a secret to your longevity has been authenticity? Absolutely, authenticity, creativity, and being driven. Mm. Being driven to want to better everything I do. Um, everybody I do, <laughs> my female fans, uh, female coworkers, thank you so much for allowing me to be there with you for 30 years. 
without you guys, I couldn't have did it either. So there's so many people to, to appreciate on this journey that I'm still on. Uh, but I know without certain female performers, uh, certain fans, your mom, God rest her in paradise, uh, your new baby, once they see Sean, they'll be like, yeah, that dude's cool. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Uh, but, you know, just sincerity. And, and I believe that's what people, in fact, that's what they tell me is that you, this is, this is the stigma that we have. You could do so much more than porn. Why? Mm-hmm. What Porn is great. Yeah, they get fucked over by society, but they're still, it's still great. You can never take that away from us. Okay. And and, and it's something that it takes a special person to do consistently Mm -hmm. and do it well. So when people from, you know, Indonesia, wherever around the world saying, Hey, Mr. Michaels. And that's the only thing I like about Facebook. I'm going to say, I don't, I don't give a fuck about Facebook because I know they're selling us out, but. I still have an account on there because I can't really fucking get it off. They never want to let you off the fucking... Yeah, I want to delete my account. You got to go through fucking hell to delete your account. Your account. But the other reason is I still do it is because I do still get people hitting me on there. I'm all over the world. And I have relatives that still on Facebook. So I go get do your thing. But I just don't, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm, again, private. I, I know it's a social job that I do. But we don't we need to be spied on as I feel that we are, you know, even in our homes and on our devices, I really feel that we're being spied on. I mean, it's a fact. So <laughs> enjoy, but it's, it's just not. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I, I believe the reason that people still connect with Shawn Michaels is they see the genuine, the genuine person, the genuine article. Um, and, and, and that's what drives me period is, is, that I'm going to always tell you what time I think it is uh, in a cordial way, of course. If it calls for something different, I can do that too, if necessary. But I, I don't like getting my blood pressure up. It's not good for people. To <laughs> Especially when you're old. Fuck it. So, <laughs> um, just, just re- people still want to relate to me because they, they, they feel I'm real and, I, and I'm just being me. So that's the other thing about COVID, the great revealer. It reveals so much about everybody's character, so many other things in life, but it, it's allowing us to connect also like never before, in my opinion. We are separated, but we're connecting, like trying like hell to connect even even harder, of course. Yeah, I think COVID has forced us all to kind of hit the pause button on our lives and, and look at our lives um, in a way that we never had to before. So it's been, it's been interesting. So... You look amazingly like your mom right now, by the way. I'm going to tell you that. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, thank great. you. My mother was a, was a beautiful woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break. Then we're going to come back. I'm going to ask Sean about his advice for any men wanting to get into the industry. And then I have a couple questions for my Patreon members as well. So hang tight and we will be right back. I'm Desiree Dulce. And I'm Demi Sutra. And you're listening to Holly Randall Unfiltered, brought to you by Twisties. Twisties brings you the hottest glamour porn in the industry, featuring exclusively lesbian and girl-girl scenes. For over 18 years, they've been bringing you mouth-watering content with some of the biggest names in adult entertainment. 
as well as the fresh faces taking the porn world by storm. Get extra content and special scenes featuring the sexiest girls of the moment with Twisty's Treats of the Month. I had the honor of being the treat for September 2019, and it was an absolute blast. And I had the honor of being the Twisty Street February 2020. Make sure to stay tuned for more mouth-watering scenes featuring Demi, myself, and all the sexiest girls in the industry. With new scenes every three days, the selection has something for everyone, including solo scenes and multi-part series. Unwrap your ultimate fantasies at twisties.com and find them on Twitter at twisties and Instagram at twisties treats. Hello, everybody. We are back. And uh, Sean, I want to ask you a couple of questions from some of my Patreon members. Um, Dave W asks, were you surprised when so many women accused Ron Jeremy of sexual harassment or did you always suspect that he was a creep? Interesting question. Um, I always suspected something because my dream job would would have been a meteorologist because I love weather, but I would have been a hell of a detective because I believe I would have been a good detective. When people tell me shit and when I see shit and it just doesn't, it's like, hmm, makes like Arsenio used to say something that makes you go, hmm. It always made me go, hmm, brand new fucking girl saying this it or that veteran saying this or that not good. So, so do I want to speak bad of, of Ron Jeremy? No. Because I considered him as a friend. Um, will I always protect people who are 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 in danger of being raped and and doing shit against their will? You goddamn right. So so, pe- people have told me come to me. One person in particular said, "Hey, I got to tell you something." Da, 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 da. And I'm like, "So what do you want to do? How do you want to handle this?" Oh, don't worry about it. If he comes to get towards me again, I'll whip his ass. And I go. You probably would. So I just, I left it at that because that's how she wanted to handle it. But I, I, I believe that Julia Ann said on Twitter that she had an incident with him and she actually, um, that you were there and she kind of reached out well, to you for well, some kind of protection. Petition to take star, adult stars down to hedonism in Jamaica. Yeah, that's what she was talking and they, about. It was great. Figured he's an icon in the business. Why not? He oh he was oh I always go down there. Sean, you should take me. Okay, come on, Ron, let's go. So I took him and several other stars down there for ten days. One of these days, Julia comes to me and says, "Sean, this motherfucker came to my room and I thought you wanted to talk to me about something about the business." And he came in and he acted like he wanted to fuck me. And I told him, "Motherfucker, if you don't get out of here, I'm gonna kick your motherfucking ass if you if you're serious." So he supposedly, he left, she said. And I said, okay, so how do you want to handle it? She goes, I got it. Because he ain't going to, he's not going to fuck with me because I let him know what time it was. And, and then I, so I'm like, what the fuck? You know, dude, do you, do we need this as, as adult performers, male performers? Oh, these dudes don't get enough on set. They got to go do shit like this. What Mm -hmm. the fuck was that? So when Julia told me that, I even went, Mm, even harder 
So to answer your question, yeah, I always suspected something because I always I heard too much from way back in the day to when I became super relevant and and was doing shit with people and shit was still happening. I was, I was still hearing shit. Yeah, it's like when there's smoke, there's fire, and you know his behavior like that just casts such a pall over the entire adult industry. And somebody like you who has, who is so beloved by your female co-stars and, you know, I can speak from experience and from what my mother has said, like, and you can even hear it from the way that you speak. Like you really respect the female performers and you're so polite and you're so like, I mean, you know, they've, they always say they feel safe with you and they really enjoy working with you. So that must be frustrating because, you know, it, you feel like it's that that narrative the the mainstream's expecting. Like, oh yes, of course, all male performers are predatory. When like that couldn't be further sure. from the truth. Sure, every conservative person latched onto that and goes, "See, I told you." Yeah. See, I told you. Mm-hmm. He's not even black. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> if he was black, it'd be a whole lot different. I, yeah. I, you know, it would be a, just a lot more severe. Unfortunately, America's showed me how they deal with shit. What would be the advice that you would give new male talent that's looking to get into the industry? That's a great. That's a great question, Holly. I'm going to tell you, thank you for that question because that has to happens to be the number one question this brother gets on particularly. Hey, you know that question. How do I? you know, be the best me and my answer, I will share with you. Not that I will share with everyone because I'm going to tell these motherfuckers myself here shortly, but for me and what works for me, and I think will work for most males out there, especially everybody has insecurities. Let's understand that. Number one, everybody has them. It's how we deal with them that makes the difference. Taking a deep breath. When, as a male, when you want a, a, anybody's attention, but particularly a female that you're interested in or whoever that significant person you want to be in your life, be you. Be you. Because that's what they, well, they'll find out anyway what's the real you. But when you just come out and be you, that's what's going to be the, the barometer for me, whether this woman, and most women get it. They can read your ass right off the bat. So, so, you know, and I say that because I was raised by women. I learned a lot from women in every way, shape and form. They taught me how to be a better man. So, and that's having respect for your partner mm. to, to, enough to just be truthful who you are. If you work in an executive job, cool. If you work in as a trash man, cool. If that person's into you, they're going to be there. So be you. Um, it's, it's easy to say that because we all have things we're going to work on. Um, you want bigger this, you want better that, you know what? Hey, be glad for what you got. Work on it. Try to make it better. I always say that. Always work on yourself. Just physically get to work out in, keep your heart cardio, but, but keep your ass clean. Keep a job. You show respect to people. You're going to be okay. When it comes to women, just be you. Period. Great advice. And then last question uh, from Michael. He wants to know who your top favorite five female performers to work with are. Ooh, I just put together the top 10, but okay, right off the bat, Nina Hartley. 
lover, person, soul, spirit. She is the one who really said, Shawn Michaels, I got you. When you if you need somebody to work with, because I know so she the one who said, be careful. The, the industry is kind of like that. You need somebody to work with? Because when she said that, when you need somebody to work with, give me a call. I said, hmm, what does that mean? Then I found out what that meant. It was like, oh, you know, it's like that in the industry. Yes. Who do you want to work with? Miss Nina Hartley. I got this person for you to work with, Miss Nina Hartley. Why? Because Nina, first of all, she wanted to be there. She loves brothers. <laughs> but she loves people, period. Yeah. Uh, she's also a fellow health coworker, worker, and I love that about her. But before that, she took me by the hand and said, okay, this is difficult. Your heart's going to be racing. The cameras are hot. But I'm hotter. Look at me. Focus on me. Always focus on the female. So Nina Hartley's number one. Number two, Chichalina from Italy, who was also in the parliament of Italy. That's where motherfucking America, you can take a page out of Europe. It's like... They respect their porn stars over there. Why? Because they're people who do a job just like anybody else does a job. But when you got the intelligence, you still respect it as a person. That's what I get from Europe. Europe embraced me like no other country in the world. I mean, not even my own country did. That's why I see how blacks went to Europe back in the day to get the recognition on as an artist or just as being seen as a human being. Because when you go there, it ain't about your color. Sure, you might yeah. get hits here and there, but they, if they, you're an artist, they got you. Mm. <laughs> and so, so thank you, Europe. Thank you, Chichalina. Thank you, it, it, Italian Parliament, for recognizing this brother. This, this was like in 1991, 92. Anyway, so uh, Dominique Simone, number three. Um, my God. <laughs> uh, Angel Kelly. Angel Kelly, she, she was a diva. First black woman, in my opinion, to direct and produce and do her thing in this business gave me inspiration to do my thing um, and 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 elevate my mind and taught me a lot. Uh, and, wow! At number five, it's just it's just, wow! It's, you know how many scenes I probably did? It, it, it's it's like I know that it's close to like seven thousand scenes. So wow, that's how many women, right? But the top five, it, it would have to be like a top. 100. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. It's a hard question to answer. Right. The last person, um, I, and y'all don't hate me because this, it's just everybody got love like this. But I'm just going to say this person because she's more of today, today's world. And she kisses me because kissing is so important in, in scenes. That's what's, that's my Viagra because I've started doing this before Viagra, y'all. Remember that. <laughs> when you really had to be into it. So, yeah, different world. That's what got me going. It was a kiss, right? So, 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 but this person kisses like that. I'm just going to say she would definitely be in my top, whatever, but a belly danger. So, ah, okay. So, you're yeah. giving us a, you're giving us a new girl. Well, new girl, but yeah. uh, current. Because, because that's how, that's my span, right? <laughs> to yeah. her. And yeah. she showed me that kind of love and go, hey, you like to kiss, huh? I got you. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so when a young, a 19-year-old person could do that to me, you're doing something. Because yeah. I'm about, I, I like a certain style of women. Um, and it's not about not liking 
a 19 year old, 18 year old. It's more about, I want you to be more, not saying you're not seasoned in life at that age, but just face it, the older you get, the more experience you get, especially sexually. So in your twenties is a better yet age for me to, mm-hmm. if you want to experience this brother, I like for you to be at least in your twenties. So, um, because there's this big fascination with the older black men and younger white women. Really? Yeah. No, it's a serious taboo that y'all put out there. And guess what? The reason younger women like older men is simply because, God damn it, we listen. We listen for real. They see the wisdom. They're attracted to that and other things as well. But just saying, that's, that's what I get. Yeah. Yeah. When I was, when I was younger, I liked older men, but now that I'm older, um, uh, and now, older men are, are quite old. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, Sean, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. Um, as well. Can you let everybody know where they can find you online and uh, plug? Uh, you're starting a new website, right? Are you revamping? Sure. No, no, I'm just reactivating SeanMichaels.com because I knew you could okay. for a while because it was never a membership site, but now it is. And we're going to be relaunching it very soon. But to find out updates on that information, um, I've relaunched my Twitter page, uh, Sean Michaels. Uh, SM Incorporated, and it's SM Incorporated, and I did that on person because most people, they're going to hack you. They would spell Incorporated correctly, wouldn't they? So I spelled it incorrectly. So it's okay. SM Incorporated, but the, the headline is still Sean Michaels 42. So you can okay. find me under either one of those titles. But then I'll send you my new link so you know exactly where to find me. And please push people, because I have the people who follow me, because I'm not really into the following fucking thing, and I get it. I get it. It can equal this, that, and the others. But I want you to follow me as a genuine motherfucker. If you want to hang with me, this is how this is about. This is how I am. This is how I get down. But do it for a genuine reason. I'm not the people. Oh, I can get you fifty thousand followers. Uh, you should have oh, some other yeah. followers. No, I, I'm glad because guess what? The people who follow me, I think they follow the, these are real motherfuckers who follow me. So it's like 38, 37, 38,000 people that were, uh, they still follow me. Once they find out, it's going to be even more. So, so you hacking motherfuckers, you do your thing, but you know, get a real fucking job. Okay. Cause your shit sucks. Yeah. There's a difference between like number of followers and like active engagement. You know, you mm-hmm. can have, Mm-hmm. Um, hundreds of thousands of followers, but if most of those followers are just bots, uh, that doesn't do you any good. Mm-hmm. So I, I hear what you're saying for sure. And and so to answer your question, Shawn Michaels Incorporated, uh, S- actually SM Incorporated instead of Incorporated. So SM Incorporated and then Shawn Michaels 42. And then I'm going to start an Instagram page because I had one of those and then I took it down. I wasn't happy that it was... Facebook, <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway because people like, dude, you need to do Facebook and it's a different format than actual Facebook. So I'm going to do a Facebook page and I'll launch it and I'll let y'all know through my Twitter that I'm launching it. And my only fans is, um, Sean 42, um, come show some love there. Cause it's kind of fun having a platform like that and to post your things, you know, cause People want to see pretty interesting things. And it's, it's just, sometimes it's not even sexual. You know, it's, it's nice. 
I like it. Yeah, it's just a way to get to know you. So your OnlyFans is OnlyFans.com uh, yes. slash Sean Michaels 42? Uh, Sean, Sean 42. Okay. Yes. Sean 42. Okay. All right. Awesome. And you guys can follow me at Holly Randall on Twitter and on Instagram. If you want to support this Patreon and submit questions like the ones that I asked Sean today, go to patreon.com slash Holly Randall unfiltered. Thank you so much for joining us. Sean, again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my show and want to support it, I ask that you take the time to rate and review my podcast. Now, if you're not sure how to do that, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash HRU, and you'll automatically be directed to the various podcast apps your device supports, and then be led to the place where you can rate my show. Five stars, of course, and leave your glowing review. Okay, it doesn't have to be glowing, but you know, say something nice. You can also financially support this show through my Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered, where you get so many perks for your support. Things such as early releases and live recordings of my interviews, merchandise such as stickers, mugs, and hoodies, autographed copies of my photography books, free access to my private Snapchat and not-safe-for-work website hollyrandall.com, and my bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life. Also, join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Holly Randall Unfiltered, and you can watch the video versions of these interviews at youtube.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. Oh, and of course, sign up for my newsletter at hollyrandallunfiltered.com and get all the info on upcoming guests and special projects. Again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting my podcast in whatever way that you can.